Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. This podcast is meant to educate and inspire business owners just like you to build a brand, market it on social media, and design a life you love. And I am so happy you're here. Today's episode is another social curator coaching session that has been actually quite popular. So thanks guys for the feedback. You know, I love hearing from you on Instagram or when you tag me in stories or on Facebook and Hey, yeah, I can get in those messages out there on LinkedIn too. Thank you guys for that. So this curator coaching session has been put together with lots of love. Today I'm talking to Amanda, Megan, Lynn, and Mai on various topics such as how to use IGTV and tips for running a business while educating others to build their businesses and a lot of stuff on the in-between. I know you can't wait to get into this content, so let's dive right in and I will talk to you on the other side. Hi, my name is Amanda Mutaki um, and I am a travel writer and travel professional based in Marrakesh, Morocco. Um, and so my question is, so I have a website and I also own a culinary tourism company. Um, and my biggest question is how to best use Instagram or social media in general to find clients who are planning trips to a destination and not people who are already in a destination. I think that, well, first, before I answer, tell me what you are doing now to attract what you want, which is the proposed destination to where you're going or where your future clients are going. Yeah. So for right now, I mean, I'm looking to attract people that are coming to Marrakesh. So it's just putting out constant content about, you know, inspirational type of content about this place and, you know, an occasional throw in and like, Hey, Oh, by the way, I have a travel company. We have a tourism company if you're interested in this. Um, but as we grow, I just want to be able to reach people who are in the planning stage because once they get here, it's already too late. That is absolutely fantastic. I love what you're doing. And I think that my answer is going to be great because it's easy and it's going to be not so great because you're probably already doing it. But let's see if we can go through and change a little bit of the minutia. I want you to put yourself in the shoes of your dream customer. What is he or she thinking about before they plan a trip to Morocco? I would guess, speaking from my terms, as I am planning a trip for my husband and I, I first and foremost start in a geographic location of where I want to go. And then I look for uh, hotels within that geographic area. Now, if you were to look at Morocco and focus on, let's just say the top three destinations that you believe your dream customer would go to. And then within those three destinations, you itemize the hotels that you think your dream customer would stay at. We We know theoretically a customer can stay at a litany of hotels in the area. But what you want to do is really focus on the hotels that you believe they will stay because you want to intercept them before they start making those arrangements on their own. So when you make a list of the types of hotels that they would be staying at, I would highly encourage you, if at all possible, to create content, content that is your own at those locations because it solicits validity of somebody with their feet on the ground. So this is going to local tea shops in Marrakesh and you have Instagram posts like a week long of the top tea tops, tea shops in Marrakesh. And it's you and you can literally create all of this content in a one to two hour span and create multitude multitude of posts within that time frame so it's going to be 
the thing you like about the tea shop, what to order of the tea shop, your hands holding the tea or you holding a glass within that. Then what people will do is as they're searching geographic hashtags, there's a possibility of them coming across what it is that you do. So this just takes time on the front end. And I have to ask, Amanda, are you currently doing this type of content now? I do, I do do some, but it's not as deliberate, I guess I would say. It's not um, as focused and planned out. And maybe that's where I feel like it's falling short a little bit because sometimes I feel a bit scattered. And, it's, and, and the good thing is so many people are in your exact situation. There's many people who feel scattered because it's as if I am telling you, can you go and boil the ocean, right? Like, can you please collect all the grains of sand in Morocco, please. You're like, where do I even start? But if I said, hey, beneath this specific palm tree, I want you to start collecting sand. Then all of a sudden you say, I can do this. And so I know it probably feels counterintuitive to go really, really, really niche, but that is how you are discovered and that solicits validity. Because when somebody looks at Amanda and says, wow, she just didn't go to one tea shop over a span of like three months and you can have a very specific hashtag that is referencing your company and you could, what, what is your business name? It's called Marrakesh Food Tours. Oh, look at this. Mar- <laughs> you could hashtag, you know, Marrakesh Food Tours tea, Marrakesh food tours, um, and kebab or whatever, right? We're going to start segmenting the hashtags so that if somebody happens to stumble upon hashtag Marrakesh food, and then they come across your post and then they see a segmented hashtag, they can go deep within that specific content about something they've already expressed interest in. So even if they found your account by way of a broader hashtag, when they get to your account and can see a further segmented hashtag, it then immediately positions you as as a Marrakesh authority. So this is going really, really, really deep in very, very, very small verticals, but that immediately sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah, I really like that a lot. Thank you. It gives me a lot of direction. <laughs> okay, that's good. So I am all about doing, right? And so it's, it, it's, we spend a lot of time in theory. And what I'm going to invite you to do is to maybe workshop with me a couple ideas that you want to get done in the next 30 days. So what could you do in the next 30 days that I can keep you accountable to, to actually deploying on these newfound strategies of going really deep and not so wide? I think something that really has worked and has attracted people is when I tell the stories of like different vendors, like the people that are selling things. Um, so I think it would be cool to do a series like you're talking about tea shops, but like with people. So shots of people in their shops, the stories, the food that they're selling, um, some video that goes along with it. Um, I am undone. Like, I just love this. I love this idea because number one, just from like a math quant statistic perspective, photos of people perform better on Instagram. Photos of people with an accompanying strong story about why they do what they do and what they specifically sell and the benefit to the visitor in Marrakesh, it would just kill all day. So in the next 30 days, how many business owners do you plan on profiling? I'm going to shoot for five, um, and, and if I can do more, great, but I'm going to set five as my goal. Beautiful. So in the next 30 days, will these stories be shared on Instagram, or will you just be doing the work but, and then share? 
I think I'm going to do the work in the next 30 days and then I will share it in as like December comes in as kind of our slow season. So I'm thinking that that would be a good time to kind of just like ramp up the engines a little bit to get interest generated. I absolutely love this. So four weeks from now and then in December, we're going to start seeing this content on your Instagram. Yes, ma'am. Good. So Amanda, if you know me, and I'm pretty sure you know me pretty dang well, when you say what you want to do, I'm going to do something to push you a little bit farther. So you told me what you're going to do in the next 30 days, and I love it, and I co-sign. What I'm going to invite you to do is in addition to taking a photo of the person that you interview, I would love if you ask their permission and then set up your iPhone on a tripod, and let's say it's a, it's a spice store. You will put your iPhone on in video mode on a tripod, and then it's just video of you and this person talking. Just you okay. talking, being, oh, this is what I do. And you introduction, you're shaking of the hands, or it's like you do the double kiss on the cheek, right? So then mm -hmm. when you go to Instagram, you will showcase the picture of the vendor with his or her goods. And then when they swipe right, you are going to upload that awkward, ugly, janky iPhone video. Because what it does is that it positions you as your feet on the ground, you're different, you know your people, and your recommendations aren't out of like planet travel. You are, I am of the people and for the people, and this is what makes me different. So all the things you're going to do, and then we're going to up-level it to show just how authentic and legit you are. Okay. I love it. I love okay. it. I'll do Amanda, it. Amanda, I love this. I adore you. How can people find you uh, on Instagram? Sure. I'm uh, at Maroc Mama or at Marrakesh Food Tours. I absolutely love that. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much. Hi, Jasmine. Um, so uh, my name is Megan Seibel and I am a plant-based nutritionist and online health and fitness coach. Um, I've been coaching for a little over four years and I'm also a mom. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, so I'm doing it all. And my question for you is how do we use IGTV in a way that's different from stories um, to build our business to create content that is both educational but also entertaining because I also have a background in acting. I was a performer since I was a little bitty girl. Um, and I really love, I love creating video content. I love entertaining people. I love being fun. Um, but I also have a lot of knowledge to share. And I feel like I've been shying away. I'm great with stories, stories, I'm on it, but I shy away from live because I also am a bit of a perfectionist. So like I hold myself back there. So I need to commit to that, but I really want to create an IGTV that is just awesome. You know, are that you producing videos on IGTV right now? I produced my first one two days ago. Oh, and congratulations. It did pretty well. Thanks. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I, I got a lot of comments and Good. I was surprised and I, I shared it to my feed and it's just like my face, like right there. <laughs> but, um, so I'm, I'm going to learn how to do like a little picture in the beginning and edit it better, obviously. Well, here's the thing, Megan, I'm just going to deal to you straight. You're asking this question really prematurely, right? So what happened is Instagram gave you a bike and you got on the bike all wobbly and you ran around the block and then you came and now you're asking me, Jasmine, how do I train for the Tour de France? Right. That's, that's really what you're asking me. Because, totally. So, and it's all good. And I love this. Why? Because you're still going to ride your tricycle for a okay. minute before you start training, but okay. why not train strategically? And that's the conversations I want to bring us all down instead of being theoretical about this approach. So Instagram made it very easy for us. Instagram said we have Instagram TV 
We want Instagram TV to feel like, wait for it, TV. So when you are producing content for IGTV, it would behoove you to think in terms of the shows that you really like. So as you're thinking about these shows, how often are you turning in to HBO or Bravo or TLC and you see one person looking at the camera the whole 29 minutes of the show? right? There's different angles, there's text, there's cutaways. And so when we think about IGTV, we shouldn't be intimidated by it because we see people putting out IGTV videos shot on their iPhone that look fantastic. It mm -hmm. is not the tools. It is the theory behind the approach. What is going to keep people watching over time? And we think about this contextually from a television perspective. But before mm -hmm. you even get to that point, I look strongly at what stories have done really well. To me, I look at IG stories and IG live as testing grounds before I invest the time, the money, and the wherewithal for IGTV. Okay. So when I put out stories, so let's um, walk this through a real example. I put out a story randomly behind the scenes of how I create Instagram stories. I did a screen recording on my phone and I got a lot of DMs about like, oh, I didn't know you can do this. And oh, I didn't know you can do that. And I was like, this seems really basic to me. So then I went live on Instagram. Like I do every Tuesday, I'm answering questions. And I talked about, Hey guys, I, you know, shared a story about how I create my stories. Would that be something of interest to you? And then all of a sudden all the hearts start going and people start commenting and their comments showed their pressure points. I don't know how to get discovered. What are the right hashtags to use? Should I be adding geotags to all of them? And I was like, oh, they're building out my content right now in front of me. And so it's important for us to use stories as the tester, see what's getting the most engagement. You can use live to test out these ideas. And when you feel like, ah, I'm pretty confident with this, then you could spend the time, the money, and the energy to produce a video that works really well in long form IGTV. Okay. Thank you. That is, I've never thought about that. Like that, like it, cause it is a, it like TV, but you do see people using it different ways. Um, yes. and I, I knew intuitively, I knew that it would, it, it's different than stories. And, and so you made it so clear. Thank you so much. That makes so much sense. I appreciate it very much. Now, once you start producing, okay. So how many IGTVs are you going to produce in the next 30 days? I want to do more than one a week. So, cause I could batch shoot three a week. Okay. So like every next, other day? So in the next four weeks, you're going to have 12 IGTV videos. Is that what I hear you say? Yeah. Perfect. Once you start putting those out, I'm going to get a little geeky with you. And in the upper right-hand corner of your Instagram app, you can look at something called insights. Um, you get insights if you have a business account. And if you don't have a business account, there have been times where I would pay like $5, like in an Instagram ad, because anytime you have an ad, you can get access to your insights. So I would pay $5, run an ad, you get insights. And what I want you to do with your insights with your IGTV is to watch the drop-off point of your viewers. Because what happens is Instagram, um, counts a view at three seconds but we want to know, were they dropping off at 12 seconds? Did how many of the people clicked on the see more button when it got to 59 seconds? And so now what I want you to do is start refining. So this goes back into this um, analogy of training for a tour de France, 
right? If we're not getting people to click on the, on, on the see more, the view more, we're like, oh, what do we need to do? We need to add something at, at second 57 that makes it so suspenseful that they have to click over because any action that somebody takes, the longer they watch the video, the more likely they will see future IGT videos. When they click on the see more, much higher likelihood that they will be shown your future videos. We're always about understanding the minutia of how people are viewing our content. Okay. I Thank love you. this. Megan, how can people find you on Instagram? Because I know you got, you got a loyal tribe. Meg Wellness. Um, and yeah, I'm on stories every day and I, I love my people. So. And they love you back. It's very clear. Thank you so much, Thank Megan. You. I appreciate it. Uh, my name's Lynn Paylolo, and I am a certified cat groomer. I own a cat-exclusive grooming and boarding business in New Jersey, and I also teach cat grooming with the National Cat Groomers Institute. That's if cat wasn't you know, mentioned enough in that conversation, it oh, is kind of a dominating theme in my life. <laughs> I love it. I mean, we are, we're, we're getting, you know, I, I don't want to... I was gonna try to think of a pun. I was like, should I go for a furry pun? Should I go? I'm gonna bring out the claw pun, but no, nothing was working. But I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy we get to go really niche specific. So, Lynn, what is your yes? Um, so, I teach uh, cat grooming and I also have a cat grooming business. And I kind of wanted to ask how do I balance running that business as well as also teaching to other people who run a similar kind of business? Um, how do I know when not to overshare or, cause a lot of the times I'm just kind of figuring it out myself and they just automatically see me as an expert and I don't want to lead them down the wrong path either. Oh, well let's start there. Let's start with reframing what an expert is, because I think there's this temptation to uh, pre-qualify what you think an expert is versus what your followers think an expert is. Because I am, I'm literally sitting in front of you thinking, I'm not an expert on cat grooming businesses. Why is Lynn asking me this question? But you have positioned my thoughts and my approach and my teaching methodology as being an expert in business growth. And I have to come to believe that people who follow you as well aren't thinking you're perfect, but they definitely think you're professional and they definitely think you're a leader because how many cat exclusive groomers are there out in the world and how many of them are killing the game in Jersey the way that you are? So if you were to reframe that and say, yes, you're holding up, you're holding zero, up. Sorry. Yeah, There's zero exactly. in New Jersey. There's, there are others around the world that I okay. have helped, but so not in New Jersey. Even answer the question, can I hear you say, I am a thought leader and a professional cat groomer? I am a thought leader and a professional cat groomer. Yes. Yes. Everyone. Oh, I love this. Okay. <laughs> now that we're starting off, now that we're starting off on a good footing, now we can grow from here because we have the foundation intact. So my question becomes, I don't need to know the specifics, but what I would like to know is what percentage of your business is derived from your cat grooming? And then what percentage of your business is derived from other cat groomers investing in your business? Just a percentage. It's tough to tell because the way that I teach is actually for an organization and I'm an employee for them. And so that's not a business for me. Um, it's about a 20, 25% is the teaching as far as my personal income. Perfect. Now, the next question is, do you want that income to be more than 20 to 25% coming from educating cat groomers? 
Yes. How much more? Like we're in a dream world, right? Like let's right, say in a dream world. Um, I eventually, well, I know that, so cat grooming is a very, very physical business. I've got bruises and scratches and I know that eventually I'm going to have to retire um, or I might be forced into retirement because of a bad injury. So eventually I would like to completely just focus on teaching and speaking and doing more of what I do now. And um, yeah, so I would like to eventually, I, I also have a boarding business where I do cat grooming and boarding and I would like to build that. It's just, I need to step back from doing all the physical this. Okay. So I'm going to say like, since we're living in our dream world, we're going to hypothesize that currently 20 to 25% of your income is derived from educating other cat groomers. And within the next 12 months, we would want it to be somewhere in the 40%. And then in 24 months, maybe the 55, 60%, and maybe 36 months, we want it to be maybe hovering around the 70%. Is it safe to make that dream-like assumption? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Perfect then what I would recommend is using that same percentage to create content for that audience. So 40% of your content, which is like basically every other post, would be educated. Now, here's the beauty specifically about what you do is that if I had a cat, our podcast producer, Christy, has two cats and I just want to steal them. And I'm obsessed with her stories because she's always showing her cats and I never get tired of them. So hypothetically, if I owned her cat, Stevie, you, I went to your Instagram account. I am not looking to groom my own cat, but I would be paying a premium to somebody who's teaching other cat groomers how to groom cats. I would look at your content, even though it's not for me, but I would look at it as a point of validation, industry authority, thought leader, somebody who's passionate about what it is that she's doing. And as a result of you creating education, not for me, I would look at that and be like, you're the person I want to grow my cats, period, the end. So that's really great news that the content you're producing for a separate market actually will probably grow your business. And so if you're saying I'm in the game, I'm at a pivotal point in my future where I want to get into education, I might be pulling back from grooming due to a few circumstances. I would possibly encourage you to think about bringing in an associate or two, and then you teaching them, but setting up your iPhone, recording some of the conversations you have there, and then turning that into an IGTV, turning that into an Instagram post. So it's one thing to talk about what you're doing to a viewer. It's an entirely other thing to show what you're doing to an associate. Now you might be thinking, why am I going to be creating content, showing people exactly what I'm doing? It's counterintuitive. When you teach people everything, you know, they're willing to pay a premium for you to teach them everything, you know, (laughs) So I just think, girlfriend, you have a runway of 12 to 24 months. And all I want you to do is content, 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 content with the goal of you stepping further and further away from actually doing the cat grooming and you do cat education and you do cat grooming associate uh, management and education for your boarding and, and grooming services. So I, I kind of do that already for the organization and I technically have a non-compete agreement to not do it on my own. And I'm actually would love to do more education for the average cat owner because that is a field that no one is in. And so that's what I've started trying to compile content. I just went to this like big marketing conference where they're talking about video and like creating all your educational materials. And so I've started stockpiling, but instead of aiming it to other cat groomers, because I already do that and I already do it with the organization and I don't want to blur those lines, but I'd really rather focus on cat owners because there's no one from the grooming industry that's doing it. 
I love it. I love it. Like, here's the thing. Even if I hated it, you shouldn't care because I hear you talking to me and I hear how excited that makes you. So, and, and from a business perspective, what market is bigger, the cat groomer market or the cat owner market? Definitely. Billion dollar industry. I just see that there's so many growth and so many opportunities. So now that you went to that marketing conference and now you talked to like now that you know what you need to know and what you need to do, it's a matter of doing. And I have no doubt, Lynn, you're gonna do it. Like I, I firmly believe we're gonna have this conversation a year from now, and you're gonna be like, you know what? I have these resources, I have these PDFs, I have videos. I mean, like you are the cat grooming like best friend to every cat owner. Like I love it. I think you're gonna kill it. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. I think it's just good to get someone else to say that instead of just my husband. Here's here's something that I don't want my husband to hear me say. Listen to your husband. Like, listen. Okay. (laughs) Listen to your husband. Um, Lynn, how can people find you on Instagram? Um, It's uh, catnapsnj because my business is catnapscattery. (laughs) I love it, Lynn. Thank you so much. Thank you. So hi, hey Jasmine. My name is Maida Leon and I'm a hand lettering artist, mother of three and a creative business coach. I teach artists and creatives how to make a living online using their art and doing what they would love to do. So for four years, I have been producing hand lettering work and working for clients, you know, book covers and stuff like that. But then last year, I started developing myofascial pain syndrome. So I could not do a lot of hand lettering anymore because it pains me so much. So instead of stopping what I love to do, I shifted from doing hand lettering for clients to teaching people how to do hand lettering and make money from it. So before I share a lot of my hand lettering work on Instagram, so my question is also about Instagram. And I've gotten great engagements when I when I very started posting my hand lettering work, especially the raw handmade yes. um, artwork. People like it, they get inspired, and I grew my following. So now that I'm changing my brand from being the artist to being the teacher and the creative business coach, I want to change my Instagram strategy as well. So I probably will not be posting a lot of hand lettering work anymore, but I'm so scared of sharing too many pictures of myself. So how, how, how would I elevate my brand on Instagram without really sacrificing what my audience wants? Because I feel like they want to see more art instead of my face. So So that scares me the most. So my, I want to invite you to take a step back and look at things objectively. Because if you and I are sitting here and we're having a conversation and I know that it's 2 a.m. in the Philippines and I am so thankful that you and I are chatting right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to speak to this as clearly as possible is that the contract, I'm going to use air quotes here, the contract that you and your followers got into was I am following Mai because she's a hand letter artist. And you're saying, I'm thankful you're here to watch my hand letter artwork. And then somewhere along the line, you are deciding to change the terms of the contract, right? You're saying, I'm no longer going to be doing that in the same frequency in which I did. So we have to understand that if people no longer engage or if they unfollow the account, it's not because of you. It's simply because you changed the terms of the contract. And I experienced the same thing as I was pivoting my career from being only a photographer 
to also an educator. And one thing I also want to invite you into to kind of just take a step back and realize that you said, you know, I'm changing from being an artist to um, um, a business coach, an educator. And I want to tell you, you will never stop being an artist. People say, oh, Jasmine used to be a photographer. And then just like, I was a photographer before anybody called me a photographer. And I will be a photographer even if people don't consider me that way. I get to choose my title because I walk with my camera everywhere. And I have no doubt, my that when you go out to eat with your family, you're sketching on a tablecloth if there's paper. You might have a receipt <laughs> yeah. and you're sketching on the back of a receipt. So you will always be an artist. So I want you to never back away from that title because you worked very hard to earn that title. But now, as you step into what it is you want to do, it's going to be very important to understand the thing that got you to where you are today. And that was your art. So I do not think you should forsake the thing that got you to where you are, but I don't think that you need to be posting your hand lettering artwork with as much frequency. And you said, I'm afraid of that. You know, people like what they'll see with lots of pictures of me. My question to you is when you post a picture of yourself, does it get the same engagement, more engagement, or less engagement than your artwork? It typically has less engagement than my artwork for um, now, yeah. Okay, so like per percentage-wise, does it get like half the amount of engagement? Not even half. It's basically way less, like 10, 5%. Okay, so this is your audience saying that we really like your artwork. And what mm -hmm. you need to say to your audience is my artwork got me here, but it's not mm -hmm. going to take me to where I want to go. And I have to tell you that the visual pivot, people say, Oh, Jasmine, you were able to pivot so quickly. And I'm like, it took me over two years. It happened so slowly that people didn't realize the ship was turning until we were facing a different direction. So for months, so hypothetically, when I was solely a photographer, I was posting like seven days a week photos of my photographic work, of me shooting, of me shooting photo tutorials. And then when I decided to slowly start pivoting, I started introducing one Instagram post that was specifically around marketing and business. Now, here's the thing, my like you and I are in the exact same position. We became known and built a business and a brand around our creative work. And so people would come to expect that. But because you became so successful, there are a group of people who want to say, how did she do that? And I want to know more. Are they in the exact same percentage of all your followers? Absolutely not. And so my husband and my business partner, we had this like terminology and it was burn the list. Like if you don't like where we're going, you know where the digital door is. Like, but we're going in that direction, but I'm not going to change it so fast. So people say, oh, she's such a talented artist. And you say, I am a talented artist, but I'm even more talented business person. And I'm going to start sharing everything I know about creating a business and creating a business. And so every few months you would introduce a new Instagram post to replace a post of your creative artwork. This doesn't happen overnight. Like legitimately okay. moving from seven posts about photography to a mix was like, probably eight to 12 months. And then the next 10 to 12 months was really spent on moving it from half of my posts being photography related, half of them being business related to them being mostly business related. So it took us just over two years to really navigate. And we lost a ton of followers. I say we, it's my account, but my husband is really like a strategic force behind it too. Um, we lost a ton of followers. And let me just tell you, that sucks. It, you feel like it's personal, but let me tell you, it's not. I changed the terms of the contract and you are changing the terms of the contract. You have to be okay sitting with the post, not getting a lot of engagement. 
You have to be okay putting out content that is not related to your artwork, but is related to the business that you do. And you have to say that this uncomfortability now is going to get you to where you want to go in the future. Yeah. Wow. That was so powerful and super helpful. It's like, this is the validation that I need for a long, long time. It's like, I've stopped posting in Instagram for like months now because of that fear. So talking to you right now, it's like, it gave me the energy and the boost that I really need to really start getting out there and put myself out. So I'm also ready for that. So I mean, I know, and I expect that I'm going to have a lot of unfollows and people are gonna talk about why I did what I did but still I know that it will be better for the business so yeah super thankful that I got to talk to you today I'm very <laughs> thank you for, for that you, and I want to encourage you that people's opinions of what you're doing and people's engagement and people liking your photos that doesn't pay your bills true what, yeah <laughs> what, what, what pays your bills are clients and so you need exactly. to serve your clients. So if there is just 2% of your following, and I know that you've worked really hard to develop a very large following, is that even if just 2% of your following are going to be the people who invest in your education, that 2% will become 20% when you serve them really well and they tell their friends about your advice and you speaking to them. So I don't care what you have to do, Mai. You just need to create content that positions you as an authority to empower other small creative business owners to trust that you will be the person to get them to where they want to go. If you do not put out that content, if you do not show who you are, you will not book clients because you're cute or you're special or you know how to do hand lettering. They're going to book you because they think you're the person to help, but they will not know that until you show that. And you need to have the courage to show up irregardless of what people say, think, or murmur behind your back. That's just the truth. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. It's like a burden off my shoulders. <laughs> Good. So tell so, me what's going to happen in the next 30 days for you to take so action. In, in the next 30 days, I plan to sit with my husband and talk about photography styles because he's also a photographer and he Ooh. does all of my tech stuff. So he's also the videographer and the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> you're married yeah. up girl you're married Instagram up. Husbands. yes I don't want to let him go so he's stuck with me for I'll keep him around for social media uh, yeah, for social okay <laughs> so in the next 30 days you are going to are, are, tell me like but it, it's not enough to say you're going to talk to him about it what are you what, what yes are you we're going to list out a strategy about what do we need to post like probably some style shots or whatever I don't know I don't know I don't know about photo strategies yet because I, I really have no idea. I've not been sharing a lot of myself mm -hmm. in Instagram. It's just always my hands with my artwork. So I'm used to that. So now that I'm changing and pivoting towards showing more of myself instead of my artwork, it's going to be a slight challenge for me, but I think yeah, I'm gonna I got stop this. you there, Mai. I'm going <laughs> to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there because your words map your actions. When you say it's going to be a challenge, guess what, Mai? It's only going to be a challenge. If you say this yeah. is going to be an opportunity for me and my husband to grow, guess what it's going to be? An opportunity for you and your husband All right. to grow. Okay. And now what I want you to do is I don't want you to be in your head about this. I don't want you to be precious. I don't want you to be emotional because what you just said in the next 30 days is you're going to build out a plan. You don't need 30 days for a plan, boo-boo. You need 30 <laughs> minutes for a plan. Like, I'm not going to give you that many days because the longer it takes for you to take action, the longer it is it's going to take for you to share. 
And I know that I'm pushing you very, very hard, but I do this in love and I bully people because I'm like, stop playing small. On the inside of Social Curator, we have actually, it's free for anybody. It's jasminestar.com forward slash categories. Like what I want you to do is that we have the seven categories in Social Curator and then we have seven topics. Like my, don't think about the plan. The plan's been done for you. Use the seven Social Curator categories and then I want you to put your hand lettering, you directly to camera, you working with your husband, you on a coaching call, you like legitimately follow the grid. It's been done for you. Don't get in your head about this. This is going to be a matter of just testing. And when you deploy against this strategy for three or four months, then you could take some time after you did the work. You haven't even been on Instagram a month and you're over here like, I need another <laughs> month to think about it. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're going to follow the, the grid we've given you for action. And once you take action for two, three, four months, then you reserve the right to sit with your husband for a month and say, what are we going to change now? You can't change anything because you don't know how it performed. Do the work, get the metrics, then change based on people's engagement with your content. All right. You know how it feels? It feels like I'm talking to myself. Good. <laughs> this is exactly how I teach my students. And it's like, well, it's me. Why am I so scared of doing it myself? And it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm hearing myself right now. Okay. So, so my, in the next 30 yeah. days, what, how many times are you going to post? Give me a number so I can, so I can watch you. I'm going to hunt you down. <laughs> in the next 30 days. So right now I'm posting like three times a week. So I'm planning on making it like once a day at the very least. So in the next 30 days, you will have at least two weeks, at least 15 mm -hmm. of the 30 days, you will have posted once a day. I posted once a day. Okay. So you're saying that in the next 30 days, there's going to come a time where you're posting every single day. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's Sorry it. if I, that's I mean, see, this, is me, this is why, this is why you don't leave me <laughs> with math. I was like, times infinity, <laughs> carry the one, 15 out of it. Like, listen, all I need to know is that in the next 30 days, I will be able to look at your account and say, wow, my posted every single day for two weeks. That's what I need to know that in 30 days I can look back and say, she kept it up for two weeks. And then she's going to use the categories and repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, test it, watch the numbers and engagement, and then in four months, reassess your efforts. All right. And now okay. that I know that I had your advice personally, so it's really, right. really amazing. That's right. And it's going to work. Do the work and it will work. My thank you. How can people find you in your awesome Instagram account? I am Maideleon on Instagram. That's M-Y-E-D-E-L-E-O-N. I love that. And we'll also add these to the show notes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You too. Thank you. I'm teary-eyed because I'm really, really very happy. Good. I did not have this confidence, really. I'm teaching about confidence and all that stuff. But when it comes to myself, it's different. But you know what, my We teach the things we have to learn. And I think ah, when I exactly, look and I exactly. see Amanda so, yeah. and oh Megan and Christy and Leanne, we, we all feel the same way when we put ourselves out. We all do. But success goes to us who remain undaunted. Every, mm. This is where everybody quits. This is where people in Leanne's industry say, I'm too uncomfortable to post myself and really step into an educator role. This is where people like Megan say, you know what? I tried it. It's just embarrassing. It's so much hard work. I'm not seeing any traction. This is where people like Amanda who say, you know what? I, going wide is just easier. This is going to be too hard. I give up. This is where everybody gives up. The reason you will succeed is because you kept going when everybody else gave up. That's just it. That's just it. Friends. 
that last conversation with Mai about feeling overwhelmed got real. And it's true. This is where everyone quits, right? Have you ever felt so exhausted, overwhelmed, and confused that you wanted to throw in the towel? I know I have, and all of these ladies have, and it is normal. There isn't a single entrepreneur who hasn't thought at least once, maybe this isn't for me after all. But I am here to tell you, this is for you. You are meant to be here. You are meant to do this. You are intended to pursue your passion and you are here to create a life that makes you excited to get out of bed every morning. You are meant to do this thing that you love because why would you ever settle for anything else? So please, please, please do not give up. If this is resonating with you right now, it is because you need to hear it. So take a deep breath. Have a good cry if you are a crier and go out and chase your wildest dreams with reckless abandon because you can. If you enjoyed this episode of the Jasmine Star Show, my name is Jasmine Star and I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. Find me, tag me, DM me, do whatever you want to connect with me because I love connecting with you. Until next time, friend, shine on and take care. <laughs>